Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Three Geeks Podcast. Dan had mentioned that he wanted to redo the theme music that I played last week, so I played Justin's alternate version of the intro. And uh, we are just, we are happy to have you all here. And um, Max, why are you wearing a mask? Uh, because unlike you, Jason, I am not about the spread of COVID. So since you spread COVID to me via the internet. I had to deal with that all this last week, and I'm trying to prevent all of our other fellow esteemed podcasters from getting COVID. So I will responsibly wear a mask, even if I don't wear it correctly, fully under my chin. But uh... <laughs> just diaper it the whole time. No, I I, <laughs> I, uh, I got COVID, and it sucks. It wasn't too bad though. Like, I mean, I just felt achy, and I have a cough, but you know. Life, life has been worse before, so. Yeah, I hate everybody, because, like, nobody got it as bad as I did. And Liz got it pretty close to me, I believe. Yeah, Liz is pretty bad. Um, yeah, one of the uh, one of the playgrats, or children, as people call them, uh, <laughs> brought it home. And, um, yeah, we've, we've all been hit. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't usually get very sick, you know, regardless. So, it's... it's, it's and I'm fully vaccinated and boosted and all that shit. So it's like, it, it hasn't been that bad for me. Well, everybody out there, I want to welcome you guys to this episode of the Three Geeks Podcast. If you guys remember, I went on a date with my girlfriend back in August. And we went to Barnes & Noble. <laughs> nice. and we, we, prove it. Prove she exists. Why we, would I remember this? <laughs> we stumbled across a book series that we have talked about a lot on this show. And I am so happy that in about... 10 minutes, we're going to welcome the author, Andrew Schaffer, to talk to us about Hope Never Dies and the upcoming Bernie Sanders mystery series that he is working on. And I cannot wait to check all this out. Like, this guy, like, this guy was a, a nice gem. Dan's read a few of his books. You're yeah. reading a horror book by him now? I, I already read it over Christmas time. It's called Secret Santa. That's pretty good. Nice. What's that one about? Ah, uh, it's about a lady oh, that gets Santa. a yeah, yeah. You see, it's, it's in the title, Jason. No, that's no, uh, <laughs> uh, lady starts 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 working at a, a uh, an old a publishing company that that does like you know gravitas kind of books, not not like fun things, and uh, <laughs> and and a bunch of weird happenings are going on here, and uh, the boss dies in front of her in the first chapter. It's pretty good. Nice. My, yeah, my girlfriend just texted me and said, I am driving as fast as humanly possible to get home in time to watch this interview. She's ecstatic. Oh, I mean, <laughs> we found this guy and he agreed to come on. But you can only watch oh, it live. Yeah, you, can't, no. you, can't, you can't watch it, you know, or, or, or listen to it later. Yeah. 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 Send in questions. My, and of yeah, she might want to be engaged with said author. Yeah. Including Twitch. My brother TV. does a political stream on Twitch. And I, I revealed these to him, and it broke him. <laughs> just, just the, the cover photos alone broke him. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very interested to, to talk to this guy. It's going to be fun. <laughs> That's yeah. my favorite. The, the covers are the right best. there. That's yeah. my favorite yeah. one. And, and the Field I mean, of Burns is his newest my... book, right? <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need to read that one. <laughs> but, uh, um, before... no, it's. It's gonna be good. This is so good. <laughs> I, don't I can imagine, that. you know, Bernie Sanders with with his voice and uh, a flamethrower. Yeah, that that too, I guess. But <laughs> I, mean, I just mean like solving mysteries. Old. You know, you, you just put put him as like Poirot, 
It's a financial detective. I I, uh, I picture Bernie Sanders more of um a uh, a King Boomy. You know, like he he's, you think he's a frail old man, like he's, you think he's just like very yeah, small, yeah. and then like rips off his shirt, he's just like ripped off top of ribs, and he's just like. Yeah, flamethrower. He's unfolding his scarf, and his neck <laughs> muscles are just like pulsing. <laughs> like, like he just reveals that he actually has no neck. And he Bernie really Sanders. wants his lentil soup. Has no neck. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness, yes. Yes, I'm down for all this. Well, we lost two more um, people in the entertainment. Yeah, 2022. No joke. Yeah, yeah, this this is bad. Hey. Coming out swinging, like this is what we gotta get used to. You know, this is They're... this is the Wait, this is how things are from now on. <laughs> we oh, we uh, lost uh, Meatloaf and Louis Anderson, and it's funny because my mom calls me, or I call my mom, and I say, "You and Dad," because my dad's a huge Meatloaf fan. I'm like, yeah. "You guys gonna cook Meatloaf for the weekend?" And she's like, "Yeah, actually, we are." And I said, "Is it because of his <sighs> passing?" And she goes, no. I'm like, well, you should make it because of his passing. And do like a whole Jeez. tribute. Listen, listen to Bat Out of Hell while you eat your meatloaf and just uh, remember. He was a vegetarian. Oh, look, for, she for, would do anything for love, but she won't do that. <laughs> but uh, rest in peace. Uh, the Louis Anderson thing I kind of saw because uh, the night before Polly Shore had tweeted that he had, was leaving Vegas because he was saying his goodbyes to Louis. And uh, it's sad. I I remember working at Napa, and during my lunch break, I would watch uh, Family Feud with Louis Anderson <laughs> for the whole break. And uh, I I he's one of my favorite hosts of that show. I think he fit very well with the whole deal. I haven't seen Baskets yet. I really want to see Baskets. He won a lot of Emmys in that show, and um, yeah, I, I mean he's gonna be missed, Mike. Um. Yeah. Well, to start off with with. Uh meatloaf yeah it's too bad i rewatched uh his feature part in rocky horror picture show a couple days nice. ago and that was a good revisiting as well as you know some clips of like fight club and to catch a yeti <laughs> yeah. to catch a yeti yeah that, that's, that's, <laughs> some that's great i mean yeah he was definitely wasn't a regular musical presence in my household but when i finally did see like or when i finally did listen to some of his stuff i really got into it mm -hmm. i mean it's just a shame that it could have been prevented uh but you know that's the way it's gonna be like max said is that we're gonna lose some people who are talented and sometimes it's gonna be very unnecessary to lose them but what are you gonna do so we're also like, just going to lose a shit ton of people, talented yep. or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, also true. But uh, <laughs> yep, R.I.P. to Meatloaf, and um, yeah, Louis. Louis was a phenomenal comedian. I I actually liked him quite a bit, just as a comedian. Always just seemed like a very sweet, sensible, but also could be hard hitting when he needed to. I liked Life with Louis. I'm glad Justin mentioned that in the chat. A couple days ago because i was like i do yeah. remember watching life with louis and really enjoying it and especially like <laughs> the character of his dad quite a bit which yes well. <laughs> the dad was the best but yeah i need to see baskets too uh i've heard nothing but good stuff about it and yeah another great talent lost so um yeah louis was on a in like afternoon game show called um Funny you should ask. And I think he was one of the executive producers or something, but he was a regular on there. And I would watch that with my dad a lot. And so I, I he's I, Louis isn't like one of those like mainstream, like super 
in your face guys, but like he's always around. And you know, like this, this, you know, whether it's Life with Louie or you know, freaking Family Feud or something, like you could find Louis Anderson. So like it's it's uh, he's been around in my life for a long time, and that sucks. <laughs> wow, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, that's not good. Why is that the photo? That's, 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 that's Anderson has different That's from his. Uh, that's his Emmy award-winning uh, performance yeah, yeah. in basketball. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Oh my goodness, Louis Anderson is Martha Stewart. Maybe I don't oh. want to see baskets. <laughs> oh, no, he was a really funny dude. Like that's a, the, the least I could say about him was he was he made me laugh a lot, and and that, that's. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I never sought out Louis Anderson. Like, like he he was always funny in things that I saw him in in passing. But I mean, I don't know. I, I will, however, meet Miss Meatloaf because he's always been a, a a guilty pleasure, you know. Because he's not metal. He's 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 Meatloaf, but but he, he always seemed like a relatively cool guy, you know. Like like he was, he was in Tenacious D for a good thirty yep. seconds. <laughs> I um, he was in Blood Rain. Uh, I'm gonna pause this uh, discussion for just a quick second because we have Andrew Sheffer on the show. Andrew, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for coming on and joining us. Good, thank you. So I was telling that everybody beforehand, my girlfriend and I, on our first date, we went to Barnes and Nobles and we stumbled across this. And I can honestly say neither one of us knew what to expect when she picked it up. <laughs> but um, I got to say, the cover art on these books is amazing and really sold us. And we've been talking about your books on this show since then. Uh, I know a few of us have bought them and uh, we we're just really glad to have you here. And I, my first question for you is, why? Like, how how do you come up with the idea to turn um, Obama and Biden into the Hardy Boys? Because that's um, brilliant. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I wish I could say it started with that cover art or something, but the cover art came much later in the process. It started off with just an idea that I wanted to see. Uh, just from the very beginning of the Obama Biden presidency, I had this idea of. Joe Biden, nothing to do in the White House, um, having these sort of Walter Mitty adventures where he's solving crimes. And and I mean, it's just it's just a, you know, just a longstanding joke that the vice president has nothing to do. And, uh, you know, we have Kamala Harris right now complaining that he gives her the crap jobs. And I'm like, yeah, you're the vice president. It's it's a thankless job. Um but there was a picture of uh, Joe Biden that came up very early in, in the vice presidency where he had these uh, aviator shades on and he just looked, oh, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, you know, there's no other word, badass, you know, just like he looked like he was playing <laughs> at an action hero from the 80s. And I said, well, what if the, you know, he had like a buddy comedy or something? And that's when it really clicked because, uh, it, you know, it started off not... Uh, it started off just with Joe Biden, and then uh, eventually, uh, say hi. Got a cat here, um, and it started <laughs> off with uh, you know with just Joe Biden, and and then I go, but he needs a buddy here. He needs a buddy, and I was like, well, of course, Obama. Um, and I sent it to my the idea to my agent, and she's like, uh, it's kind of off the wall. I'll take this to the one place that may be interested which is the publisher of pride prejudice and zombies uh mm. quirk books 
and and lo and behold, they were like, we've been trying to get a Joe Biden book off the ground for years. Um, <laughs> they wanted amazing. to do like a series of uh, mystery, like it was sort of uh, a train mysteries. And so I said, well, what if, you know, what if we did this together? And then from there, it, it came together very quickly. The, the first chapter that I'd written as a sample is th there's barely a word change between that initial uh pitch and then the final book that was published so uh, it, you know that rarely happens in publishing and there was there was a lot of you know there was there was we had to get it out really fast so the book was written very quickly and then uh you know as soon as it was ready to get out there like we need another one we need another one <laughs> so i was working on the sequel right away so it was it was really a whirlwind sort of two years working on that book and just hoping and praying the whole time, you know, that uh, we've got this Me Too movement and everything going on. I, 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 I would say I don't ever want to work on another book with a uh, with a with a male celebrity as a hero <laughs> because you're just watching the news going, oh, my God, when is the shoe going to drop on this person? And then, of course, then I'm like, Joe, Joe is just he's handsy. He's a little handsy. And, <laughs> uh -oh. you know, and lo and behold, his name comes out and I'm like, oh, God. And people are like, oh, he sniffs hair. You know, I'm like, OK, well, we'll see. But I mean, at, at that yeah, point, I guess, I guess there's worse things you could do. That's he's looking for clues. Like yeah, he's looking for clues. They're clues in hair. <laughs> like a bloodhound. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just I gotta ask you. Tell DNA. He's like, oh, this is DNA. you've been near our murderer. <laughs> I've got, I've got two questions. I guess I'll word them together. But uh, one, what's the legalities about using uh, actual people in a book in the spoof kind of uh, way? And also, what made you want to be a writer? Um, yeah, the funny thing about um, doing like a spoof is that uh, you know you can do whatever you want, basically with the characters in a book um it's just really more with regards to the marketing you know so as long as you make sure it's a parody and whatever you can do that but say uh you know i, I had a friend that wrote a book called uh, the C i think it was called taylor swift and the secret of the starbucks lovers <laughs> and it was a very very funny nancy drew type book uh she ended up self-publishing it and it's out there now and it's it is really funny, but I don't think any publishers are interested because when you're when you're promoting it, you can't put, you know, Taylor Swift on the cover mm -hmm. and uh, you have to sort of walk a fine line between what's authorized and what's unauthorized. Uh, when it comes to political figures, though, you have a little bit more leeway. So technically, you know, Joe Biden or Obama could have sued me, but I was like, there's so many people they should have gone after first. You know, there's so much <laughs> unlicensed. Oh, hey, there you go. Nice. Yeah, that's a, a Taylor Swift girl detective. Um, a very funny book. But, you know, there's there's so many people that they could go after before me, you know, people who make action figures of Obama, people who do this or that. Um, and then also it's generally assumed that once you go into the public, once you go into public office, you sort of lose a lot of your your rights as far as your image. Um, it's assumed that uh, no one's really put that to the test so much. I think Obama only threatened to say uh, sue one person over his presidency, which they had made some, I think, dolls of his children or something, something sort of creepy like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's too much. Yeah, that's a little far. Um, and and so 
it's so yeah so th there wasn't they weren't really concerned i mean i i did another book called 50 shames of earl gray which <laughs> uh which you know my books have to go through all these sort of uh vetting process with these lawyers and everything and in that one um it was a parody of 50 shades of gray but in it um i have uh dr drew uh dr drew pinsky show up uh, at several points, he had said some stuff about Fifty Shades of Grey and how it was uh, bad for, you know, bad for women and stuff. And I, I, I forget what it was. It's so long ago, but I had him show up in the book just like watching people have sex from closets and stuff. They'd be like, <laughs> who's 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 in that closet over there? And and there'd be these two eyes and they'd open it up and it'd be Dr. Drew. And he'd be like, hey, I just, you know, anyway, the 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 the. The short of it is that uh, the lawyers were like, okay, this is fine. This is fine. Um, you know, nobody's going to think that's really Dr. Drew. You know, it, you're like on Saturday Night Live. You're doing a parody. It's very clear. The only part that they had questions about was I had a scene where um, Eddie Vedder has a giant fish tank in his house in Seattle that's filled with naked women swimming around with fishtails. And uh, they're his. They, he called them his mermaids. And <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. The, I just the idea was to show just to kind of parody Eddie Vedder and say, oh, he's not as down to earth as you think. You know, he's he's putting on thousand dollar flannel shirts and stuff, and he's got a fish tank full of women in his house. And the lawyer was like, I need to know: is there any? Is this a rumor about him? Is there truth to this or something? And I was like. No, that's that's completely absurd. But the <laughs> funny like, thing is, there there is a like, wait a minute. <laughs> there wait, is, or, or there used to be, there there used to be a uh, a place in Florida, uh, which was just uh, a a bar where they would have women swimming in a fish tank with with uh, with fishtails on. So uh, oh. it's not as absurd as it sounds. It's just you wouldn't have it in your own home, probably. Uh, <laughs> Unless you're any better. Yeah, Unless yeah, you're yeah. any better and you can afford that. And, you know, so, so yeah, so, so there wasn't, so we have lawyers that look over this stuff and, you know, I did a, I did a parody about Trump and the lawyer was, you know, the publisher was like, we hope he sues. That would be amazing. It would just, the publicity <laughs> would be totally worth whatever he, you know, it costs. And, you know, and he didn't, he didn't bat an eye at it because he probably didn't know it was a parody. He just, you know, it, it so, uh, so that's sort of that answer. And, you know, I got into writing, uh, I think, you know, very early on, everybody, uh, y'all are geeks, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. more than three of you here though. Um, yes. <laughs> but, but you played with toys as a kid, right? I, I think, uh, a lot of nodding heads and, and that's when everybody is doing their creative thing. They're writing your own stories, basically in your head. You've, you know, you've got now people play video games, so they're not relying on their creativity anymore. I kind of, uh, worry about kids, but I mean, it's fine. I don't want the competition, but, um, it, that was sort of where I first, you know, you start playing with stuff and then you just never stop. And that's sort of, you know, how I became a writer as, you know, you start writing your stories down that you're, yeah, hey, I'm playing with my Ninja Turtle toys and now I'm writing a Ninja Turtle story. And that was how, uh, that was, you know, that was how I really started off. I started writing w what you would call fan fiction now, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm 
seven, eight years old or whatever. And, uh, and I started passing it around the classroom at school. And I did a, I did, I remember I was in, I think a fourth grade, I wrote a parody of the justice league of America called the junkie league of America. And, uh, it was, I mean, for fourth grade, it was, it was pretty, it was, it was pretty edgy. Uh, we, instead of flash, we had the flasher, um, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was some edgy stuff. There were, there was some, uh, there were some really sick jokes in there and I passed it around in the classroom and, you know, it just got kids laughing in the middle of class. And, and so I wasn't the class clown, um, but I was, you know, I was the other kid that was a class clown was the one who gets in trouble because he's making people laugh and he's like, hey, stop that. But I'm just passing around a paper and people are, la- you know, people are laughing at it. And 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 I just I just never sort of stopped that, you know, that impulse never really left me. And it just leaves a lot of people. That's why whenever someone says, oh, I'm not a writer, I'm not creative. I'm like, you, you were at one point, you just kind of, you know get distracted, grow out of it, whatever. Um, you know, I, maybe it's brain damage. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it could just be like, Hey, you know, if you don't exercise a muscle, you know, like you, you lose, you know, it goes, you, you, you get softer or whatever. And it's not like, uh, you got to keep trying oh, to do something if you want to keep it going. Yeah. But, yeah, um, absolutely. It's, it's yeah. Writing is, is a creativity is a muscle that you have to flex. You know, you see so many people that go to these uh, you know, these painting classes or something where you're just sort of paint, just painting what the instructor tells you to. And, and their paintings don't look half bad, you know, there's there's And, and I'm just like it, creativity. It's, it's just a skill that you have to hone. And, and a lot of people think that they don't have it for some reason when, you know, they do. So, yeah, I get it. I used to play GI Joe's weird. That's, that's very Bob Ross of you. <laughs> you <too? laughs> I'd have, uh, I'd have Polly Shore as one of the GI Joes and, uh, he would be the water boy for everybody. It was fantastic. Wait, did, did you have a Polly Shore <laughs> toy or did you just do a voice for it? Had the old, uh, they used to have off brand yes. GI Joe. Yes, is the answer to your oh, question. Yes, yeah. yes. Just the voice. The off brand GI Joes, and there was one that looked like Polly Shore from In the Army now. I was very excited. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, buddy. Nice. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, yeah. I played GI Joes. GI Joe was, you know, the number one thing I played and i was like if the military was anything like that i would go into it but they don't <laughs> let you have swords they don't let you pick a code name um you know everything uh, i knew so about the military uh, you can't get swords swords are still in wait you but, what um, yeah well, no, it's, if you're it's uh, I was in the marines and oh. yeah, if, you, if you rank high enough you can you can carry a sword mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I had it all planned out. I was like, I'm gonna go into the army. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a. I'm, well, first I have to go train in Japan. Uh, you know, then I get my Arishikaj tattoo. However you pronounce these words, I get that tattoo on my arm. Yeah, you get your rivalry with Storm Shadow. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Yakuza. I have to learn how to 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 fake a heartbeat to sound like someone else. You know, I, there's a whole list of things I had to do and uh, I didn't really get very far in that list, but yeah, well, no, it was, it was sad the day that I, you know, took all of, you know, I take all my, my Joes with me over to my friend's house. And I think it was about eighth grade was the last time I played with a friend and I took him over there and then I was just like, when are we going to play? And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of done with that. And I was like, 
what? And he's like, there's this thing that's called what? girls. And I'm like, what? No. I'm like, you mean like, you mean like Scarlet and uh, the Baroness? And he's like, no, like real girls. Like, I, I just like, was. Hmm. But he met Captain Planet. <laughs> um, I had a question about like what goes into, especially one of your uh, satire or parody works. Like, is there like a perfect ratio or balance you feel between like the topical humor of the person that you're parodying or creating a satire around and the actual like narrative? Because from what I understand, the Obama and uh, Biden stuff, like they're very compelling mysteries just on their own. Mm -hmm. It just happens to be Obama and Biden. So. How much topical humor do you find yourself actually relying upon for stuff like that? Oh, I would. It's it's a great question because I am a firm believer that you need you really need a you know a a skeleton to, to for your book, uh, for your movie, whatever you're doing. If you're the wackier you get, the more you need something to ground it. Um, I think uh, you know I see this a lot with. Um, it, I mean, I, the, the one example I always come up with was, uh, I was never a huge fan of family guy. Um, because, you know, I think it was the very first episode I watched, like out of nowhere, uh, you know, the Kool-Aid man bursts through the wall and, and, and nothing seems to make sense. And I'm like, what are the rules of this universe? You know, um, it, and, and what is the storyline here? And I think over the years, you know, they did develop those characters and they probably got into more stories and less absurdist humor. But, uh, from, you know, from, for me personally, I think you have to have that skeleton, that spine to the story before you can get super crazy. And that's why I work really hard on the, the mystery aspect of the Obama-Biden mysteries. And uh, the the love story in Fifty Shames of Earl Grey is actually – it follows a traditional romance novel you know, arc, even though there's absurd stuff that happens. Um, so I think I, I just try to have something there that grounds it. Um, you know, I, one of the funniest books I've ever read, funniest series I've ever read is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, but after book one in that series, you don't necessarily have, uh, you know, a plot to string you along that is that makes sense. It's just it's just look how crazy this is, and then something else crazy, and then this crazy thing happens. So, uh, I mean, you know, mileage may vary. It's still like I said, it's still the fun. That first book is still the funniest one I've ever read, but it just it just kind of goes sort of off the rails after that, um, you know. And and I think that. Uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd seen the same thing happen with a, growing up. I was also a big fan of Piers Anthony in his, uh, his Xanth series, I believe. And that was another one where, uh, you know, over the years, it just got more and more absurd and, and crazy. But but he always had plots to those books. They were sort of mystery fantasies, something always going on. Um, but, yeah, that's it's. You know, it's a good question, and that's my answer. But someone else may say, "No, I like the wacky stuff." You know, <laughs> I, it, someone may say, "I love uh, you know Terry Gilliam movies or or whatever, or uh, you know, or these just these absurdist things." And and you know, it's I, I feel like I'm more of a, a Rolling Stones fan than a Beatles fan. <laughs> the Beatles got all sort of uh, mystical and uh, and crazy, and, and look how weird we are. And then and the Rolling Stones were always like we've got a blues beat behind every yeah. one of our songs. We're not weird. Um, 
you know, <laughs> meat and potatoes type of stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. You yeah. That you, your publishing company also does like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and, and, and Zombies. I've, and I've read yeah. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and that like, yeah, like, that one reads is like pretty straightforward. It just it's Abraham Lincoln and it's Civil War era. But, yeah. Gives you what it says in the title. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And that's another th- that's another thing too. I think when you're writing something that you want to. Um, there's a, there's a screenwriting, uh, thing from a book called save the cat where, um, the author talks about the promise of the premise. So when you promise something to someone, you say, I'm giving you Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter, you are going to give them Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, subvert it or whatever, because people don't like to be you can subvert things and people are sometimes pleasantly surprised, but most of the time they're going to say, when I pick up blank, I want this you know, from it. And if they don't get it, they're going to get really mad. And I think as, you know, as a reader, I feel that way too. I pick up, you know, uh, I, I say, you know, the most recent example was I picked up like a new Superman comic and it's Superman's son. And I'm like, Ugh. I am not here for Superman's son learning how to be super. I went through that. You know, if you want that, you had Superboy for the past 50 years or whatever. And I think <laughs> I, I'm just like, why do I want to see it happen again? Like, I, I don't get it, you know? So so the, it is the, the promise. What but you promised gay. me on the cover there, yeah, is, you know. I, it's I totally see. different. It's, it's what? totally different. <laughs> is it different? I'll just say uh, no, no, Superman's no, son is just different because the son is is or he's pan or something. He's his sexuality is, he? is different, so that that makes the story right. a little different. Yeah. Wait, I thought. <laughs> okay, well, I that did not come through when they were punching aliens in the face. It just did not come. <laughs> 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 It wasn't, he didn't like look at the aliens and be like, that one's hot. And his dad's like, you're a little different than me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That was just, I was just reading it. I was just like, this is not what I wanted. So yeah, there's, you definitely have to, to, to follow through on what you promise readers. And that was kind of one of the problems with my Obama Biden books at first was I wrote them and then they delivered me this awesome cover and then I was like, oh, my God, I've got to rewrite the book a little bit because this is they're going to pick this up and be so disappointed in it because yeah, it was if, uh, it, if, if there's not a scene where Biden is screaming down the highway in the T-bird and Obama's like pointing yeah. out, like out of the T-tops like it, it's that's, uh, that's yeah. very disappointing. Exactly. In the second book, they gave me a cover where Obama is hopping out of an airplane on a ladder mm-hmm. down to a boat and i'm like what are you guys trying to do <laughs> I've, I've got i've got to rewrite i've got to rewrite half this book now so that something this exciting happens it's and not even I on said, the water <laughs> i know the only I thing i said was if you guys put the tan suit on there make sure the tan suit's on there because it's a big part of the story. And they go, okay, we'll do it. I go, and that, for that, I will put in a helicopter if you guys do the tan suit at least. For the cover of Field of Burn, are you going to see it before you write it? Just be like, I got to make sure that we... <laughs> yeah. I got a question. Um, so okay. I read uh, uh, Secret Santa over the uh, at the holiday. I didn't, didn't, didn't even realize I was doing you know research for, for the guests. But... Oh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I really like that one. Are you doing more more horror stuff in the future? Or? 
I'm not. Uh, I'm glad somebody liked it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, here's here's the funny thing about that book was that um, when you write a horror comedy, it's really difficult to get the to balance the horror and the comedy. And I see this with movies a lot. There are some horror comedy movies that are great. Um, They kind of you know, either come down on the side of comedy or they come down on the side of horror. Now, hardcore horror readers do not want the funny. Uh, I think huh. that I like the funny, though. You know, I, I that book was really to me, it was more of a gremlins sort of book. Yeah. It was uh, really that sort of 80s feeling. That's why I set the book in the 80s. Uh, and I really was going for a certain tone and I felt that I nailed the tone. Now, that a lot of the feedback I got from some, some horror readers was that it wasn't, you know, gritty enough. It wasn't, um, it wasn't scary. And I, you know, and I say, well, you know, gremlins isn't scary. Uh, it is to kids though. So maybe, maybe we just didn't market it to the right audience. Um, you know, the, the, I will say that the book, uh, you know, year over year picked up a lot of readers. Uh, it came out in 2020 and actually had more people buy it in 2021 than the year before, uh, which might have to do with coming out the first year of the pandemic and not, not really being on bookshelves anywhere or anything. So, yeah. So I think, I think in that terms, but, but, uh, I, I'd always wanted to do a horror book. Um, and I, you know, I wanted some of the first short stories I did write, uh, probably about seventh or eighth grade, were very Stephen King esque, uh, Ray Bradbury, Twilight Zone type stories that were very weird, and and had a you know, but they were so they always had like a twist comedic ending. I was like, yeah, I have to have the twist at the end, <laughs> and and. And that was, you know, that was sort of what I wanted to write. As I grew up, though, I sort of gravitated more towards the comedy. And I was like, well, let's see if I can. I put the mystery into these other books. Let's see if I can do the same with horror. And, uh, you know, and I liked I liked how it turned out. And I've actually, you know, had had some great discussions with like directors and screenwriters as far as how that might translate to the screen someday. Uh, Not anytime soon, but. But, you know, there's some there's some people out there that I really respected that were like, hey, this is great. You know, I think you're on the right track. And I was like, yeah, what I have to do right now is find, you know, uh, another publisher willing to say, let's go down the horror comedy route. Because if you look at the, you know, look at bookstore shelves, they're always saying, where does this fit? Where does this fit? And and uh, you really it takes a while to sort of carve that niche out on your own. And so my books are mostly in the, you know, the mystery section. So they're like, well, now we have to split you between two sections. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it's the problem you get when you hop. Yeah, you, there's enough, but, but you hop genres. And I can tell, I totally see now why people take, you know, pen names. Before I was very opposed yeah. <laughs> to it. And, and I was, and usually it's the, it's, I'm like, please put whatever name you want on the front cover. I don't care. Cause most of the times, uh, like, like you said, uh, Mr. Dan, people don't know that they're reading one of my books. Um, <laughs> I've, I've had this happen quite a bit where someone goes, I think I read one year. Did you write a book called how to survive a Sharknado? And I was like, I did. And they're like, I have read you. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I just write in so many different genres. It's just really mm-hmm. tough. To, you don't, you don't usually keep your readers from genre to genre. And uh, you know, I'm, 
I'm right now I'm a 10 years into this publishing business and, uh, you know, I'm still trying to carve that sort of niche out there. I always point out to, you know, my, my, uh, you know, my agent, like, oh, well, you know, Neil Gaiman did this and this. And then, uh, you know, Stephen King just put out a mystery and she's like, honey, honey. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like they're all, they're, like, you know, you, they, you say you put comedy, in, like it's all comedy, yeah. though. So it's weird to me, like they don't put them all together in a comedy. Like that's well, that's the comedy section of the book store is really weird. It's if you walk into the comedy section, you get just all like celebrity comedian memoirs and stuff, and then yeah. you get and yeah. the reason they put comic books there sometimes too, and like you know <laughs> Sunday comic strips and and all this kind of stuff and. So that's, you know, a, that's a grab bag also. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, Pretty look, broad. it's a book on awkward family photos. A lot of the, those books are like, look, it's the internet printed out. Yeah. I'm like, oh. The death hey. of Superman is a comedy? What? Yes. <laughs> um, I was curious. No I guess you got to keep trying. <laughs> I was curious. You mentioned like talking with, say, directors and stuff mm -hmm. about possible adaptations. Uh, has screenwriting or script writing ever been something you've been interested in or crafting oh, particularly oh, for television or absolutely movies? because there's there's just a bigger market for humor and comedy in in you know screenplays and tv and movies than there is in books um but it's something that uh up to now i've had to you really have to be in la at least to start out you have to make those connections and all that kind of stuff and you know I look at la and i'm like eh, the traffic is just ugh, you know uh <laughs> so so i really haven't i i went out there for some meetings and uh and the meetings just always in like really badly because i can't help but like just sort of get snarky in the middle of them and then these <laughs> these executives don't really know that i'm that i'm like ripping on them and it just gets to be a like i'm like how far can i push them how need a far chart to explain it to me <laughs> yeah i know and and so i i i mean i i'm not saying they're bad experiences but either i usually undermine them by just being an ass um there was uh there was a a executive uh for a company i'm not going to say their name but they they wanted to do an obama biden um uh, live action movie and or TV series or something. And I, they said, who do you see as, as, you know, as playing, uh, as playing, you know, Biden. And I go, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, who do you see playing Obama? And I go, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> And there was just this, it was on the phone and there was just this long pause, this long silence. And I, I my agent jumps so on, my agent unmutes herself and she goes, Andrew, tell them, uh, tell them that was a joke. Tell them you're kidding. Please, Andrew, Andrew, tell them you're kidding. And I go, no, I'm not kidding. Obama, Biden, both played by Nicolas Cage in a dual role, live action. And this executive goes, okay, okay, I get it. Yeah, oh, it'd be, you know, two roles, one guy. And I'm like, I just can't believe he's going along with this. And I, I'm just pushing him on. 
And then my agent goes, no, we're just table that. We're not going to talk about that. Table that. <laughs> and this executive goes, well, what's the problem? I mean, it's it's just a blackface, right? This is 20. Oh, you know, oh, goes, man. this is 2018. <laughs> I think people would understand if you're doing it ironically. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm like, oh, my God. I, you know, and. and uh... That's why they don't put me on these. Uh, <laughs> just to be clear, I didn't say that. The, the, the right. studio exec said that. I think you need to be like some type of advisory board because this that's yeah. the yeah. they're coming up yeah. with. We're in trouble. I know. What, I was Matt like, said, oh my god. 2018. Surely they will know that it's it's, it's like. <laughs> have you met the American public? <laughs> like, yeah. Come really. on, people know. People know. But it it was just kind man. of how sort of out of touch. You know, sometimes some people and I just could not. And their willingness to sort of to say yes to anything you say in a meeting. I mean, later on, they'll go back and say no. But in a meeting, <laughs> they just have a hard time saying no to anything to your face. And they just want huh. you to like them. It's very different than, say, uh, you know, if you're on. Is anyone here on the East Coast? Or yep. I mean, if if you're on the East Coast, people are very direct. And on the West Coast, it's it's very different. Um and I'm not going to say it's, you know, one is advantages to the other, uh, you know, one one's more likely to tell you to F off than the other. But I'm from the middle. I'm from the Midwest. And so I look at both sides of the country and I, you know, I just want to take the piss out of them. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's kind of what I, what I do when I go out there. And it's it's just amazing. Uh, so, yeah, that's the bottom line is that I, I'm kind of a hard sell right now out there because they're afraid to take meetings with me. Nicholas so Cage would love say, you though. That's a lot of yeah. pitching somebody. Let's say you're pitching somebody and you're you're just firing out, you know, <laughs> Nicholas Cage after after Nicholas Cage and, and they are loving it. And they you know, like next thing you know, like this thing is in motion. Like would you would you try to stop it or would oh you Oh my god, I it? don't no. I just <laughs> I just don't know who said I can't see us unsee a split screen of Cage as Obama and Biden agreeing to do finger guns around each other. <laughs> that would be great. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm like, I'm like, how far would this go? I think once I pitched, I had a book. My first book was kind of a serious book called Great Philosophers Who Failed at Love. It was about the love lives of philosophers. Um, it was little biographies of their love lives and then their views on love. And it the uh, the humor was sort of in the gulf between their ideals and then how their own lives ended up, you know, not any different than anyone else's, but they were the ones that said, Hey, we know how to live life. <laughs> so it was a little humorous in that way. And then they tried to talk, they tried to turn it into something out in Hollywood. Uh, and the one, this agent that I was talking to out there was like, what do you have? What kind of pitches do you have? I need to take this out. And I go, here's one. It's like the OC, but with, Ayn Rand and Frederick Nietzsche. Okay. It's, it's like all the philosophers that we know and love Aristotle, all these philosophers are hot. They're young. They're 1920s. This is going to be on the CW. You know, uh, Nietzsche's going to be kind of the dark, mysterious oh, guy. And, <laughs> and, and and that was the one they took out. They so they they go, oh, this is that's a great idea. We're gonna this is gonna people are gonna love oh, this. Man. And I was like, and I was like, oh, how far is this gonna get? And then at one point they were like, hey, uh, uh, Michael Bay and Jerry Bruckheimer are looking at this right now. <laughs> I was like, 
Wait, did you just throw explosions into the mix? <laughs> wait a minute. It's like, wait a minute. And they go, oh, no, 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 no. Jerry Bruckheimer, he's a big producer in Hollywood. He doesn't just do explosion movies with Michael Bay. You know, they want to, you know, they want to branch out, you know, and and do a philosophy book. Kant as a transformer. Yeah, yeah. And then, then, like David Hume has, has this problem where, where he's... He wants to be a priest, but 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 he still loves women, and <laughs> <laughs> he starts robbing banks. And <laughs> that's season one. Season one. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Oh my goodness, Andrew! Andrew I gotta you say, are killing me. you are literally killing me. <laughs> I almost died just now. You are hilarious. I, I want to <laughs> see you get into the parody uh, script writing game because the parody died back with like Naked Gun and stuff. And I would love. Oh to my see god! Your I, brand I see, of humor I see. hit. Yes, yes. I see as the hero of all of my stories, Leslie Nielsen. Um, nice. <laughs> I definitely, uh, when I was writing like 50, I, that's who I saw. So that's who I saw when I was writing the uh, Biden. You know, I saw Leslie Nielsen as Biden. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen as Obama. But um, <laughs> no, no, of course, OJ Simpson as Obama. Um, oh, oh, God. man. Any, any Naked Gun fans out there? The juice. Uh, yeah, does he, the did juice. You know, all, all the pratfall humor, too. Like, Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I loved I loved those movies, The Naked Gun, Hot Shots, uh, Part 1 and Part 2. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I love this. Top, top Secret. I, I did love, uh, uh, you know, the scary movies. Uh, one. The first one. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of you know, so I there were a lot of those movies that I really loved, and they just the the newer ones that they make, they just it feels like they don't make it, they don't put jokes in them, they just put references. They're like, oh my yeah. gosh, do you get yeah, what this is like? This is just like, uh, look, it's like The Exorcist, right? And then like, you no, know, you're just doing The Exorcist with a different actress. It's not, it's not like <laughs> well, The Exorcist. It's like Family Guy. <laughs> it's, it's one like, of the oh, things. Hey, here's another random thing happening. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, of the things true, that true. made like uh, Airplane and Naked Gun, even the Brady Bunch uh, spoof movie, is that everybody was playing it straight in their world. And yes, you bring up the Sharknado problem there. Um, I yeah. did a book called uh, How to Survive a Sharknado that was actually appears on screen in the second movie, um, as written by Tara Reid's character, which is uh, <laughs> oh boy, probably oh, boy. the most <laughs> unbelievable thing about those films. Yeah, yeah. But the first movie, and I have this on good authority, they thought they were making a good movie. They were like, <laughs> "Dude, dude, this is it. This is we're making a good movie. This is it." And they put it up, and all of a sudden, people started to laugh at it, and they're like. What's happening? I don't understand. You know, every character in that first movie played it straight. Ian Ziering, yeah. Terry, they played it straight. Yeah. The yeah. second movie, though, from that one on, the, you know, the screenwriter, the the producer, everybody, the actors, actresses, they all knew that it was they a joke. joke. And yeah. so mm -hmm. they started to not play the character seriously. It started to be like, oh, what's the funniest line I can say here? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, the funny part about uh stuff some some stuff like that is that how serious you play it mm -hmm. and and i just was like i know i'm saying sharknado needs to go back to its roots is what i'm saying uh franchise needs to be rebooted <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe a prequel 
a prequel with baby sharks. <laughs> yeah. Rebooted with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yes, as the sharks. As the sharks. Nicolas Cage faces. Just it's every, tough. just flying around. <laughs> you talk a lot about the promise of the premise. Uh, kind of goes back to that. And, like, yeah, I think sometimes it's just the one and done thing, like uh, The Room with Tommy Wiseau. Like, oh, he was trying to make oh, yeah. that a sincere drama. And because of that, because of his inability to do that, it's funny. And yes, then he's like, yes. oh, no, that was the joke all along. I was meant to do a comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then, and then you have, you know, probably, I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's done since, but it seems to be then he kind of is like, oh, I'm in on the joke. And I'm like, no, yeah. it's not fun then. It's, it's, uh, you can't laugh with us, man. <laughs> uh, so, Andrew, I don't want to take up your entire day, but I do because this is new on your well, website. I do, but I do. <laughs> Sometime within the last couple of weeks, I mean, he hasn't added complained. This up there. But I want to hear about the new Bernie Sanders story that you have coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, so after Obama, Biden, once here's the problem with with Joe Biden. Uh, once you get into office, you become uh, mom and dad. You're not you're not the fun uncle anymore. And, mm -hmm. you know, no matter how much how much people liked uh, Biden when he was vice president, um, and then when he was out of office, they loved him for a while. And then as soon as he was running, it was like, oh, wait a minute. Is this guy going to be dad now? He's not going to be fun. You know, he's going to tell us. <laughs> and so and so then, you know, we were trying to figure out how to do another Biden book. And it's just nobody wanted to hear about Biden or talk about him. You know, they were like Obama. Fine. But Obama came out with his own book, you know, and and um, I'm like, oh, what are you doing, man? Try to step on my toes here with this, your your own biography. <laughs> um, but he, he didn't he didn't have any of the mystery stuff in there, which was good. But yeah. So so I was trying to think, I was like, what do I do next? Thought about for a while doing a book called Hillary Clinton Pet Detective, <laughs> which which would be just a straight up. She's uh, she goes into the she, she had that walk in the woods after she lost in 2016 and she goes into the woods and there the animals come to her. They flock to her <laughs> and. And she and she's like, what's going on? And they're like, they're like, they're like, you, you know, humanity may not want you, but the animal kingdom needs she's you. The and she's, oh, man. yes. So she turns <laughs> nice. into uh, so she turns into the savior for for animals. And 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 then, uh, you know, once uh, the Obama's dog is kidnapped, is dog napped, uh, her world sort of collide there and she has to go find the dog. And uh, uh, yeah, someone said, would there be a Jim Carrey cameo uh, if, in the book or the movie? I mean, <laughs> so so yes. so yes. We, we, we took that out to an editor and. This editor goes, uh, you know, I just don't know if there's interest in Hillary Clinton anything right now because it was right after that happened. <laughs> and 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 I was like, well, I get it. I get it. And he goes, because he goes, we've tried a Hillary Clinton parody before. And I'm like, I've never heard of it. And he goes, we did one. It was uh, like a joke book of her emails or something. I'm like, I never heard of it. He goes, exactly. Oh. <laughs> it, it, it got a big push from the publisher, didn't go anywhere. And so I go, well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't, it. It seems like it's making fun of her, and this is like, you know, I go. Bill Clinton wouldn't appear in the book if that's any different. You know, I, I could name the dog Bill in the book. She can have a dog named Bill that's like just constantly humping women's Everything. legs or something. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> and playing a saxophone. 
Yes. <laughs> um, and, she, and they said, no, they said, I said, what do you have anyone else? And I go, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders. I've always wanted to write a cozy mystery, which if you're not familiar with cozy mysteries, it's sort of a subgenre of the mystery uh, market where it's they have like the little it's almost like a Hallmark movie where it's set in small towns with uh, usually older uh, protagonist detective. A hero is an amateur and it's murder. She wrote basically over yeah. and over yeah. and over. And you go to the bookstore and there are hundreds of these with these covers with that, just these cozy little homey covers on them. And, and I said, well, what if, you know, since Bernie's from Vermont, Vermont's always a, you know, big place for small towns and Hallmark movies. I go, what if, you know, Bernie is in a small town and he has to, you know, be a detective and, and do something. And they said, okay, great. Let's do that. And then I go, great. And then I go, oh no, what if, and wait, I don't, I don't know anything about cozy mysteries, <laughs> you know, because the, the, the Obama Biden was kind of a little bit harder edged. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say it was, it was bordering on sort of noirish. It was, you know, a very tough, hard edged detective in Biden. That was sort of the joke. And now it's, the joke is, Oh, I have to make this guy feel very small town. It's Prairie home companion. And, and one of the things I found with this sort of subgenre is that, is, you know, a dead body appears and then they just never talk about it. You know, they, 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 and I watched some old like murder. She wrote this body appears and they just like, Oh, <laughs> Susan is dead. Okay. Well, let's try to investigate how that happened or why that happened. And yeah. I'm like, there's a dead body over there. It's no, I mean, they don't linger on the dead body. They don't linger on how they were killed. You know, they're like, yeah. Oh, they were shot. There's no like, uh, you know, forensic scene or any of that. And there's no chasing down suspects. You're just walking in and you're talking to people in coffee shops. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, I have to make this exciting. <laughs> if, if you have a series from the last book, be just how Bernie Sanders covered up all of his own murders. Like he just goes yeah. room like yeah. awesome. we're not gonna talk about it. So I like, definitely killed that guy. But let's talk about this over in a comic. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they they ran all the murders, they counted them up in, in whatever uh the murder she wrote universe, and they're like, if this was a real small town, it would have the highest murder rate in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, and how long before you stop letting Jessica Fletcher go places? Everywhere she goes, everywhere she goes, a, another body shows up. I'm yeah. like, this is just you would just send her somewhere else. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> you don't want to keep her. You want. You want to make her go come away. Back here. Yeah, it was just really Murder watching some of those old issues. <laughs> some of those old, old, uh, old episodes. There, there's. She's just like invest. There's someone has been killed, and then she goes up to someone, and she's like, and there's this music playing in the background. It's very incongruous. It's like, it's like. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, was that like? Was that supposed to be funny? You know, <laughs> I, he got I shot like, in the face. But, but, uh, his head. Like, I know it's the the the. It's very tricky trying to balance the humor. Like I was like, it was one thing to balance humor and horror because then you could be really gory and it's almost funnier. You know, the more like you said, an axe in the head. You know, what's funnier than an axe in the head? Two axes in the head. You know, so it's like. You can be gory, right? And and we all love those Evil Dead movies. And you've got this chainsaw, and you've got yes. it's it's a the gore is the, that's the funny part. And then this, it's just like, wait a minute, uh, you 
you can't make the, the death isn't funny. It's I'm like, wh where's the funny? Where's the funny, you guys? <laughs> so right now I'm, I'm actually trying to, you know, I'm, I'm doing like, uh, you know, final edits on the book. Um, but it, it's trying to walk a line between trying to be, I, I would say, I don't want this to come the wrong way, but trying to say, make it as boring as possible, <laughs> but also entertaining enough that you still want to turn the pages. So it's it's very much it's such a different style than the Obama Biden books, um, you know, and and Bernie is what do you know about Bernie besides that? He wears mittens sometimes. I mean, it's like, really, you know, his politics. Hundreds of handmade mittens. mittens. Yes. <laughs> that's that's all you know. I'm like, how many mittens jokes can I get out of this? <laughs> all I know how is that they turn. If they turn Phil the Burn Seven. into a television series, you got to get Larry David to play Bernie Mac. Or Bernie, oh, yeah. Bernie, yeah, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie Mac. Mac. Well, wait, yeah, Larry David play, playing Bernie Mac. Are, uh, have you Larry, thought about I going mean, to Hollywood, like, Jason? Very <laughs> Nicholas Cage is Bernie Mac. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's. Mac. <laughs> I, I did throw some, you know, Larry, like Larry David has the best Bernie, you know, parody impression. And so basically I just imagined him in the book yeah. as Bernie, because I can't imagine Bernie doing anything than being on stage, um, you know, curb your burn yeah exactly and, and 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 i talked to people that have like like known him in real life you know uh, not larry david but bernie and they're like you know there's bernie on stage and then bernie off stage is kind of this you know quiet guy or something i'm like that's not funny at all just yeah. a, uh uh so you know so i've gone with a very you know stylized take on 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 Bernie Sanders. And I think that, you know, it's, it's got a plot that is, is very much of, uh, uh, there's a, there's, he's fighting against big maple. Uh, the, the maple industry, uh, in Vermont is, is, you know, there's, so it's all, it's a small town, but, but the businesses are being taken over by, uh, one corporation that's coming to town. And so he's trying to preserve the small town amidst all of this. They're and, cooking their books. <laughs> so so it's it's very it's 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 actually very much on sort of brand for for what you would think bernie sanders would do if he were to do a mystery can his house be a tree house he's trying to save the maple just like <laughs> i you know i thought i thought like having I, I i was like how far can i push making him I, I mean, not ridiculous, but I was like, do I give him like a cellar full of vintage syrups or something? Vintage <laughs> bottles. Just <he's>, <laughs> goes down there and, and uh, you know, I was like, how far do we push this? So, so right now, during the final edits is when you sort of, you, you figure out where, you know, where the humor works and where it doesn't. And, you know, but I, I think, I think we've got a nice balance there right now, but again, it's just such a different experience than, mm -hmm. uh, than, than doing the, uh, than doing sort of a noir thing. And I was like, what am I going to do next? And I said, I'm not, I just said no more politics because <laughs> I go, I go, I go, I'm, I'm pretty sure that no one's going to meet too Bernie, but I go, it's just so stressful. Just, yeah. um, <laughs> You're writing about an 80 year old dude during the pandemic. Okay, that's yeah. a little dicey. You know, yeah. I'm just like, mm. uh, yeah, so 
<laughs> uh, Chateau <laughs> de Maple uh, 77 was a great year, yes. Like, you like he fixes a different breakfast and then goes and gets the, the matching. He's like, like sniffing the maple yeah. syrup. Blueberry pancakes <laughs> with the, yeah, with the 77, you know, maple. Oh, he, he carries it around. He carries a, French toast. a certain vintage around in his flask he has with him at all times. <laughs> it's like a Batman and, utility yeah. belt of maple <laughs> and, and he's also got, um, and, and there's also uh, like a bunch of recipes that I've included in the book. So, uh, you nice. know, you've got your different maple pecan cookies, uh, blueberry, Vermont blueberry pancakes, poutine. Uh, there's just, it's a whole, there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of food in this book and you'll be reading it saying, were you hungry while writing this? And I'll be like, yeah, I was on a diet. I was very hungry. Andrew, I, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And secondly, oh, yeah. we, do, we play a game. It's called remake revolution where two different teams compete <laughs> to remake like a movie that we pitch. And I'd love mm -hmm. to have you on someday to play that game with us. Oh yeah. That'd be great. But um, I thank you so much. I mean, we had honestly only planned on taking 20 minutes of your time, but this has been way too awesome. And oh, fantastic. you could just cut it down to the 20 essential minutes is fine. That's, no, no, it all stays. Why are there more than three? There's more than three of you. Why is what? Uh, yeah, what, what it's an old podcast. More <laughs> what happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Along the way, it's, it started with three. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a snowball effect. Where can everybody find you online, Andrew? Uh, I, you know, I just did. Uh, uh, if you just type my name and you'll find me, Andrew Schaefer, S H A F F E R. If you don't spell it, if you misspell it, you'll never find me. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, right now I'm not on a lot of social media. I'm on uh, like uh, Instagram and Facebook very rarely. Um, I'm not on Twitter. Is anyone on here Twitter on here? I am. But we have an account. Yeah. I something happened to Twitter at about 2016 where it became less fun. I don't know what it was. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't put my finger on yeah. it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it just became it different. I think one. it was the Cubs there's, won there's the World a, Series. A mystery for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why does Twitter suck? Why does Twitter suck? And and I thought I thought you know Twitter's going to go back to being fun or something. No, no. Twitter no. is. It's it. It just became really stressful. And then uh, if you say. If you say something about, you know, Nicolas Cage on there, it's just, you know, you just don't want uh, people to take it the wrong way. You know how it is. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, I can't I can't be in this this world anymore. Um, basically, I'm saying I got run off Twitter. And so, you know, now I'm uh, you know, now I don't just do a lot of uh, social media, uh, which which sucks because the only time I get to talk to people is on podcasts these days. So it's, it's you know, it's going to probably take you. Yeah, thank really. you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, six I, geeks. Seven geeks. When Bernie Sanders books come out, I would love to have you back on. And I just, oh, definitely. As, as we were talking, I just ordered the uh, Fifty Shades books and I can't wait. To <laughs> oh, well, I, mean, I, I enjoyed the, the, the tea bag amount. That's what <laughs> oh the, yeah the, the tea bag in the 50 shames of Earl gray um they they did this cover with this tea bag and 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 nobody got like the the pun there and, and they had oh, this, man. this book went out like 
they actually did. It was This was the most amazing thing in the world, but also it was kind of one of the crappiest because they did these bookmarks where off the end of the bookmark was an actual Earl Grey tea bag. And so it was uh, not in a package, though. It was just the tea bag was attached to the top, and it was kind of cool. However, when you yep. put all of these in a box, yeah. the tea oh. bags all got <laughs> twirled up together. And so, and so yeah. I did I did an event in New York where we had it was the signing. We had hundreds of people there and it had to unwind every one of these to get the tea bags <laughs> off. I was just like, this is you guys. It's, just a, it's a great idea, but there's a reason people don't attach tea bags to bookmarks. <laughs> Um, but I think it's, I think it says something like, um, uh, let Earl teabag you or something like that. Or, 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 or my name is Earl. Take your bag into 50 chains this spring or something. It was something very obscene. Anyway, they, and they sent these bookmarks out to bookstores too. And so they had to unfurl them and, and it was not until you know like six months later that like the public the, the marketing person came back to me and said oh my god i just realized what the tea bagging was about <laughs> I'm like, well, that's what you get for not reading the book and being sort of clueless about pop about culture um but i want to yeah, I I think that they just they just search that on on <laughs> and they're like i see they're like we sent like, oh this out god. to all these oh bookstores <laughs> And and we went really hard on this pun, and I'm like, they're like, you didn't tell us what we were doing, and I'm like, sorry, I thought it was, I thought you, you guys a book about a steamer in college. Yeah, like, I know. It's really on the nose. I thought you did it on purpose. You being an That was that was also the one where I put. I, I there's one where it says like, which one of these, uh, which one of these sex tricks or whatever are you willing to do and it said like yeah it said like uh you know teabagging uh cleveland steamer and then the <laughs> abraham lincoln and they're like what's the abraham lincoln and i'm like i don't know but I don't know. I just, he's over there killing zombies it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever well everybody go to andrewshaffer.com i've been sharing the link everywhere so go check it out his books are fun and funny and the kind of parody that i wish would come back to film as well so check it out andrew thank you so much and i've got the perfect clip to play as you uh exit the show but uh again we want to thank you Uh, (laughs) so much for joining us yeah thanks you guys before we let you leave I just got to tell you, uh, best guest in 2022 so far, uh, hands down. Nailed it. Hands down. <laughs> Is it 2022 already? Yes. Yeah. Doesn't feel like it, does it? <laughs> Sadly. It's a very brave thing of you to say, though, in January. So I yeah, I was like, 2022. Is this your first show of the year? It's our second show. It's our second show. It's okay. But, uh, again, <laughs> thank you. I have a guest, but it's okay. <laughs> thank you so much, Andrew. Everybody else will be back in 30 seconds with all of the geek topics from the week. Oh, boy. Okay. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Andrew. Take care. Bye, Andrew.
What a great guest. Like, oh my god, fantastic. I I I you that never guy know. It was so much funnier mm-hmm. than I thought he was gonna be. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it was great. He's great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's a writer, he's gotta be on his game, so yeah. I do gotta say I, 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 um, Nicholas Cage. That was so funny. Oh, man. Uh, shout out to Emily, George, uh, Borden, Aaron, Tim, Kathleen. We appreciate you guys all commenting along. It's just uh, I didn't want to oh. interrupt his uh, brilliance. Like, seriously. Oh, my goodness. I love so this guy. And, I, uh, I had a yeah. coronary. I had a COVID coronary there in the middle of it. Yeah, and, like you were dying. Uh, <laughs> oh my god he got me he, he got me so good like, uh I, wow <laughs> i i gotta say i know it'll never get made in 2022 but i really want to see the nicholas cage movie <laughs> yes <laughs> I, mean, I, I was Just, i was thinking about it and, and if you get to the end the, the the whole you know biden mystery thing could just be in nicholas cage's head yeah i was about to say you're gonna go into a whole like yeah a twist. yeah yeah, you can give it a you can give it the new heart ending, would, you know. Like, <laughs> I would also tie in the Larry David Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I would like have give him a cameo at least. Not a problem. Wait, wait, not Bernie Mac. <laughs> not, Bernie. Not, not, not Bernie Mac. No, no not Bernie Mac. Sorry, I was a you huge only, major you slip. Have so much blackface in one movie, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you can't overdo it. <laughs> Everybody gets one, but you can't. Get two. <laughs> I mean, that's not how it works. Well, I mean, like, like, like Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. got away with it in Tropic Thunder, and and that yeah. was like the last time anyone got away with it. So yeah, it, I feel like it's been long enough. It kind of just, it kind of hammered home the point of like, here's why we don't do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 <laughs> yes. was the whole point of the role. But... So, yes, yes. It's not once you take it to that place, it's like. Why even bring it back for a gimmick? I I do feel kind of bad though because I I've seen his his uh, uh, Trump parody on on the Kindle, but when I, I I was going past it, I thought it was an actual like straight. Uh, you like, know, we we, we love Trump, Trump books, so I was just like, oh no. Oh my god! <laughs> but now 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 I have to pick it up. <laughs> well, I, but like, also, though, we like with Trump, yeah. yeah. With, with Trump, I, oh, I'm going to read a book about Trump being ridiculous, or I can just, like, watch him be ridiculous. He's on Twitter. Wonder how, yeah, yeah, but like, this, I mean, the book would actually be, like, funny, not sadly funny. Yeah, yeah. not like so, this. But, is a I, I don't know. I, 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 hey, read it and let me know if you get a different vibe from normal <laughs> Trump, or does it just make you feel like this Fair could enough. be actually something Trump would do? <laughs> yeah. Um, because, yeah, that's the only thing with Trump is I'm just so tired of that dude. Yeah, that that too. That, like, anyway, yeah, but, uh, real fun guest. Yeah, yeah, very, very oh fun guy. And, uh, I, would, I would like to have him on every week if we could. Before yeah. Max leaves, <laughs> we'll give him I want five minutes take, every week. <laughs> before Max leaves, I want to take one second to talk about the Batman runtime because this is making me so mad online. Is because people are saying that the movie is too long. You guys haven't <laughs> fucking seen the movie yet. <laughs> Like, you haven't seen it. We all sit down and we watch eight hours of Hawkeye, and we never feel like that's too long. So why are we stressing uh, out about a two-hour and 45-minute movie? I mean, I didn't watch Hawkeye because I thought it would be too long. So, you know, there, there, there's that. <laughs> My rule of thumb is if it's good, it won't matter, right? If, if it's good, you're right. Runtime. As long as I don't feel the runtime, okay. Like Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah. And, and, and again... 
until the fourth ending. Then it was getting kind of yeah, long, the, the but, but, but it was, it was, it was watch, almost if done. If you watch all the extended versions back to back, you feel the runtime of Lord of the Rings. But, yeah, oh, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> they were to spend a whole I, weekend. It, it put me off of Hobbits forever. Like, I, I, I can't go back. Anyway. <laughs> I feel the runtime of the Hobbit stuff because I'm like, yeah, holy shit. Yeah. It's not very good. <laughs> so. Um, but no, it, it's, yeah, like, fuck you. It's too long. You don't know. <laughs> it looks good. I want it to be long. Fuck, man. Like, if I can get three hours of sweet Batman, get the fuck out of here. Like, what, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, yeah, complaining? Yeah. If you're already complaining, anyone... Look, Technically, wait until the movie comes out. If it sucks, if it sucks, you're absolutely right. Fuck it. It shouldn't be this long. If it's, it's just sweet, like Dune, then right? Fuck you. Why yeah. are you complaining? Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as I left Dune, I, I wanted Dune part two, right? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. That was a long movie. Oh, I, my God. I was ready to go watch part two yeah. immediately. Oh, dude, I, I'm, I'm ready to look, watch the entire was, like six yeah, made into movie series. So. Dude, I, <laughs> okay. After I watched Dune, I watched Dune again. <laughs> and then I, I freaking went to the movies and watched Dune, and then went home and watched Dune again. And then I watched the fucking documentary about how they fucking made Dune. Like what? Then, then I then I watched Too the '84 long? Dune. Then I watched the Jordanowski. Uh, no, no, we don't go there. We don't go there. That's too long. That's yeah, too no, long. It's, guys, it's everybody just calm down. We haven't seen the movie. We don't know like what it's going to be yet. It could be one of the best movies of all time. It could be one of the worst movies of all time. And we'll find out in March because the runtime does not tell it. me whether a movie is good or not. I'm sorry. No. No. Nope. It's still months. And, I mean, like, yeah, if you need all that time to tell the story. And again, too, if it's like the long Halloween, you want it to feel long. You want to experience every aching moment of this whole year of time that's going by. So it's like that it, it, it the, the the runtime doesn't tell you how good or bad the like you're saying doesn't tell you how good or bad the story is going to be it's just a, a fact of the thing well, hey fucking twilight is in the movie too what does that well, tell you nothing like it, it could be good it could be bad they need to keep it in the cultural like eye they need you to keep talking about it until yeah. march so they're like uh let's talk about the runtime let's let's right. throw please there's please talk about our movie it's like, here, nerds, I mean, look, bitch I'm, about I'm this. Going, they, they got my money. <laughs> they got about. my money. I have to see this Batmobile in action. It, 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 that's <laughs> hands down. Like the, the money has been paid. Like, well, uh, the but, thing, Max. they're gonna be like, uh, let's talk about how we use this transmission on the Batmobile. Let's get yeah. them upset. I, I mean, I'm I'm there for that. I, I'm 100 there for that conversation. Like, let me know. Like, you got a six speed, eight speed. Like, is it automatic? Yeah, Fucking like, what, what what are we talking about here? Like, I, I'm down. Okay, <laughs> like let's last, have this. Let's talk about our camera filters. Let's not talk movie, about yeah. how bad a runtime is. Like, well, it's just well, I mean, a runtime. To be fair, yesterday John and I were yeah. talking about our excitement for uh, Jackass two or four next week, and if Jackass <laughs> was announced at being almost four hours long. Then I might have some trepidation. I mean, but you just do the same thing over and over again. Like, you know what you're getting when Jack is. You can leave the middle of that movie and come back later. (laughs) Is there going to be an intermission for Batman? If they made a four-hour Jackass movie, I would have to see it just to be like, how? Like, like, why? What what, what possessed them to go four hours? Oh, hey, Dan, can you yourself real fast? I think your audio is messing with some audio stuff. Just try it. Stop. Animals are going nuts everywhere and else. Then, 
Yeah, yeah still, still you, boss. Damn, I don't know. Yeah. You might have to back out and come back in or something. I don't know. Sounds like a dog whistle. <laughs> Jack in. Jack back in. All right. <laughs> but, you know, either right, way, the runtime gonna... means nothing. Yeah, the runtime ultimately. I'm going to get out of here. Runtime. Skip it, everybody. Fact. And then you'll be like, I don't want to go through three hours of that again. So, <laughs> right. That's it. Exactly. And uh, I, this is a nothing thing to, to be. Yeah, if, if the studio leaked this to keep conversation going, then okay, I understand. If this is just like fans like just fucking frothing at the mouth for no reason, then then come on, guys. Like let's you know, just like go go play some video games or something. Like there's plenty of other shit to be done. Like build yeah. some Lego. I don't fucking know. Like hey, there's yeah, not nothing to pitch about. Speaking of Legos, are we, are we getting closer to that that, that new one? <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, uh, COVID kind of threw a wrench in, uh, in, in everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm not like oh, another week. I've been thinking about it pretty hard, though. Um, so Here's I, my I Hogwarts, Max. It did put us closer. <laughs> We're not, I, I'm not doing Hogwarts. If you want Hogwarts, <laughs> you're going to find Hogwarts. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like having Star Wars Lego around. Like I don't know if you can tell. There's, a, yeah. there's the fucking what? thing right there. But uh, I, I don't really need Harry Potter Lego around in my life. Aww. Like, that's, yeah, meh. I always <laughs> I wanted to have, like, a Lego sh- uh, shelf, <laughs> like Mr. Rogers used to have with, like, his little uh, imaginary land. Yeah, and they come and they talk to you yes. at, at night in your sleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> turn right, on dark. that note, <laughs> please recycle your droids. I'll catch you guys later. I'm going to go drink, dude. like, a half a bottle of NyQuil right now. There you go. Right, Aaron is building oh, Legos right now. We're not going to cool. keep you guys super long for the rest of the show, mainly because my internet is going out, but also because I only have a couple more topics. And one of those topics is Moon Knight. Did anybody get a chance to catch the trailer? No. Parts of it. But the bigger news is that one of the actors died, right? Yeah. Yeah, one of the actors passed away. Yeah, that's terrible. A skiing accident, if I recall. Oh, geez. It's terrible. He was young, too, like in his yeah, 30s. Yeah, he was really young. Oh, man. Yeah, but- that sucks. It looks yeah. sweet, though. I'm excited it, for Moon Knight. It, it does. I, I don't know anything about the character, so that always adds to my enjoyment not having any pre notions <laughs> yeah. going into the the show or the source material or the movies. But, um, yeah, no, it looks awesome. I'm looking forward to watching him play Moon Knight. Isn't Moon Knight one of those characters that has, like, like Hawkman, like, multiple origins? I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I was reading about it earlier, and I think his, his first comic appearance was him fighting Werewolf. And like that was the first iteration of Moonlight. I don't know what past that, but it, yeah, his first appearance is in the, the, the werewolf comic book. Uh, everybody that is watching us on Twitch right now, and we got a couple of you, so, please subscribe. Um, we're trying to get a bigger presence over on Twitch. Justin recently played Hades over there, so uh, please uh, show us some love if you can. Um, I think I'm going to stream Maneater later today. I just bought it. It nice. might be fun to eat, eat people on stream. So oh, Maneater yeah. spawn, man. It is a blast. <laughs> If, if anyone here wants to play on Twitch, like, let's let's just do that too. I don't want to. I don't want to bogart it. I don't want to be the only one doing it. Yeah, okay. I'll build some Dino Parks for the Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah do it. But uh, Forza, I'll do some Forza. Please, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. And one of the things that I found fascinating this week is Daredevil went back into the Netflix top ten. Oh, yeah, number eight since uh, Spider Man. The Spider Man. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's that's awesome. good that that show's getting some more eyes. Yeah, uh, that's a good I show. Guess one of the rumors floating around the the internet is that uh, Matt Murdock will be a big character on Echo, the new oh, okay. Disney Plus show. 
Makes sense. I'm not familiar with Echo. Well, it's it's a more recent character who has ties to Kingpin and things uh, like that. That makes sense, oh. though. That makes sense. Yeah. What's up, Wise? How you doing, bud? Um, Wise, if you didn't catch the first hour, I highly recommend going back and checking. Yeah, Andrew out. was great. Andrew was fantastic. Yeah. And then um, the other story that I pulled for today was let me pull it up. It is Whoopi Goldberg is going to be in the card season two what's with you. What's that? Yeah. Trailer and stuff. I'm excited because I love huh. all of the Paramount Plus Star Trek stuff, and everything got renewed. Uh, Lower Decks is my probably my favorite of the new shows, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for everything that they're doing. With Star Trek. I think it's all Paramount. Is Whoopi Goldberg been in a lot of stuff? I just feel like I haven't seen her recently. Is that just a me thing, or has she been doing a lot of stuff? And I said, I've the View. Oh, yeah, gotcha. She's doing daytime TV stuff. Okay, she she's a huge Star Trek fan. Like back when they made Sweet. the original Next Generation, she lobbied for that role on the show. Like yeah, they paid yeah. her hardly anything to do it. Is is she pay, playing Guinan in, in in this one then? Yeah, Picard. Okay. Yeah, and Q's back. Um, oh, nice. I'm excited. I love that, Patrick Stewart in the that role. That almost makes you want to pay for Paramount Plus, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, log out of your Amazon Prime and log into ours, and you can enjoy it. Nah. You already get the emails for it. Do I? <laughs> no, he, he signed out. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I can just go back on. What's that? In his discovery on, because that's been around for a while. Yeah, discovery. discovery. Uh, let's look. That's Paramount. Paramount Plus. Yeah, yeah. Discovery uh, is a show that I've liked from the beginning, but since they propelled into the future, now that they're like past everything that happened. Much better show. They've gotten out of the whole prequel. Oh, that's good. Uh, like we're stuck. Dude. Yeah, so remember the first time we watched it, we bashed the first episode, right? And then everyone started liking it. <laughs> where, <laughs> is where is Scott like when him. I need him? <laughs> yeah. Well, Scott doesn't like any of the new Trek, and I get. It. I know he's not, he's not much of the actiony Trek, and that's what a lot of it has action, yeah. but it also has some of the simplified stories, especially now they've been listening. S simplified stories. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, yeah. I'm captain. Do bad thing. It's our simplified stories. Yeah, it, it, of course. I, I just no. mean like the simpler stories, the less actiony, like actually having like stories story. about like the diversity but and so forth. The, like the actiony are the simpler stories. Yeah. The quieter ones are the more complex ones. Like the philosophical discussions. And yeah, so forth. that that's meta. the fun of Star Trek. That's what people want Star Wars to be like, like like all the Star Wars nerds, and it, it never has been. <laughs> Give me hate, people. Come on. <laughs> it feeds me. <laughs> Today on the Perfect Ten, they are doing the um, SNL cast members. I cannot wait to check that out. Uh, Chris Farley better be somewhere in the top. Uh, ranking. Okay. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. In a van down by the river. Yeah. Fat man in a little coat. <laughs> I... I <laughs> God, I wish I wasn't busy tonight, George. I'd beg you to be on your show tonight because uh, that's not the new logo. <laughs> I deleted the other logo because I thought that was the new logo. Sorry, George. Oh, big whiff. Sorry, George. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I like the logo. It's pretty. <laughs> it's a logo from six years ago. <laughs> uh, we've got Sam Watterson returning in Law and Order season twenty-one. And I'm probably, am I the only one on this podcast that is excited about the original Law and Order? You are correct. I wait, wait, wait. Law and Order. The original Law and Order? Like, yeah. Like, it, 
is that streaming anywhere or do, do, do I have to watch SVU and all, all, all the new ones? Not, probably. It's, I think yeah. they're going to continue the serialized storyline because SVU's been okay. really good lately with the serialization. I like Sam Waters. So. Yeah, SVU is my favorite of the Law and Order, but really? organized crime is slowly moving up the, the ladder. Man. I've not watched a lot of order since yeah. I left my parents' house in high school. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I like old timey law, law and order, you know. Like, yeah. Sorry, it's not a shot at anybody. I just read. Uh, it's, you know, like, just... it's been a long while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched any Law and Order as well. Uh, Peter Billingsley is returning to uh, Christmas Story in a sequel. Is it anybody excited about that? Is this like care? the third sequel yeah, now? A sequel. Christmas yeah. Story. Yeah, there's already this is two. The first sequel with like original cast members. No, no, that doesn't that's not me true either. Yeah, because the, the the first sequel I think had the one of the bullies in it. I think so. Yeah, well, like one of the bit parts, I guess. Yeah, well, <laughs> but it was someone from the original film. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, yes, wise Law and Order: Organized Crime is very good. Um, is it? <laughs> is the Christmas Story sequel gun just going to reveal that he is actually that character from Iron Man? Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> the guy, the there you go. Tony Stark. <laughs> what a great twist! I would love that. Pulled <laughs> into the Marvel universe. Yep. This whole time. Yeah. Ooh, Everybody. That, that could almost get you to Kolchak being in in the Marvel universe, and that would be Ooh. awesome. Nice. Yes, I would. I would be all for that. Yeah. Teaming up with Blade. And and only like five people in the audience know what we're talking about. So. That's correct. Oops. Me and Katie know what you're talking about. We watched the first episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's freaking great. You guys should watch that. Anyway. Everybody out there, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Next week, we have Mike versus John in a Winnie the Pooh remake revolution, judged by me. I cannot wait to hear what crazy pitches these two guys have in store. Um, I am excited. I cannot wait to reach out to Andrew to try to get him to play remake revolution with us. And... Um, yeah, and George, hold on. George says, I say leave the Christmas story alone. It doesn't need a proper sequel. The Home Alones are getting so bad. Why ruin it? Home Alone 5 was not that bad, George. Like, Home Alone 5 is terrible. The... 6, Home Alone 6. Whatever the newest one was, it wasn't that bad. Yes, it was terrible. The one with Ellie Kemper? That kid is a psychopath. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, it was... It's, 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 it's... Okay, the first Home Alone had, had like cute charm, okay? Macaulay Six. Culkin... Wasn't a wasn't a freaking monster. Oh no, the kid the kid was a monster, but I laughed in that during the new home alone, which is something I can't say for three, four, and five. I don't think I watched those. Yeah, yeah like, I'm not I stopped at the two for my Why would I watch those? I watched, I watched it, this I one because like, it was free. I was like, hey, Buzz, he's making a, a comeback in his career, and then he got arrested for being like a yeah. abusive pig. So, um... <laughs> Just like his character. That's funny. <laughs> I wanna say, uh I watched something a couple weeks ago called The House on Netflix. Ooh. It's a stop-motion animation horror anthology. That sounds uh, cool. Thing. I think it's British. It's got like Helena Bottom Carter and a couple of other people doing voices in it. It's like three huh. stories about a house, and they are creepy as hell and kind of depressing. <laughs> but That sounds amazing and right I up my alley. Thank you. It's stop-motion, so recommend it. Uh, next Next week, uh, also, we're inviting Kristen from Don't Fuck With The Original to talk about Scream oh, cool. 5 with me because um, I kind of want to get her take on some stuff. So we're going to discuss that probably for about 10, 15 minutes. Tune in for that. 
Next week's show is going to be a blast. Everybody out there, follow us at 3Geeks Podcast, at 3GeeksJ. Today's numbers have been fantastic, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in, checking out the interview with Andrew. I'm a fan of Andrew. I was a fan of him before he came on our show, and I recommend you guys grab his books because everything that I'm hearing from the ones that I haven't checked out yet, everybody loves what he's got to do, and obviously he's a funny guy. So do that. Go to youtube.com forward slash Mike McGTV. And from all of us, oh, shit. I'm not going to let you guys go yet. From all of us? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) So yesterday. That's that's our new call off. (laughs) I forgot to talk about this, but yesterday we had an interview scheduled with one of the actors, Rory, from uh, Book of Boba Fett, and Lucasfilm canceled it on us. We got a letter saying that Lucasfilm was going to pull the interview because he leaked. Something got leaked along the way about Book of Boba Fett, and and we don't know it was from him, right? It just somebody. No, no, yeah, yeah, about we don't know. Him. But um, anybody that wants to leak anything, come to our yeah, show yeah. first. Yeah, please. Jeez. Like, I would greatly appreciate you leak it right here on three. Sacrifice your career. Did they, yeah. Did they say <laughs> that the book of Boba Fett sucked? Because I think everybody knows that. <laughs> oh yeah, another price jump. Yeah, it's up to fifty yeah. bucks. Yeah. Just a regular old thing. Yeah. I like you... book of Boba Fett so far. I'm on episode three. Oh, okay. I, I don't think it sucks. I, I I just think it's it's meh. Yeah, I, I just think Boba Fett's too old. I mean, I like the actor. I appreciate it. just I don't know. It, too old really to begin the training. Yeah, I, I, I felt the meander start with this last episode. I'm like, yeah, like uh, we're dragging. We're starting to drag the feet a little. Oh, well, I mean, we we've, we've been dragging feet. I thought, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. But I in mean, single it, file because we're sand people. Yes, and and, and <laughs> at least it's dance. not just just grandpa in the in, in his pajamas beating up people and anymore. I mean that that that's a plus. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a good night. (laughs) Bye. New York. Yeah, I had the same idea too, Mike. (laughs) Nice. Good night. Closing credits. I haven't made them yet because of hashtag COVID, but I will be back and get those done this week. Did you just hashtag COVID? Yeah. Hashtag COVID. (laughs) Good night, everybody.